All right, we're, we're in the book of Matthew, beautiful attitudes and what? Simple truths. Very good. We're doing the Sermon on the Mount, which was preached by Jesus. And the book of Matt, Matthew was written by, y'all are amazing. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about prayer and see what you think, how American teenagers um, respond to this question on prayer. The first one is this. Uh, we got it right here. What percentage of American teenagers say they pray at least one time a week? One time a week. You've got A, 22%, B, 42%, C, 62%, and D, 82%. What do you think, who, who, by a show of hands, who here thinks it's A? 22%. All right. And you can only vote once. Who here thinks it's B? 42%. Who thinks it's C? 62%. Who gets to get a little less? Who thinks it's D? 82%. Okay. Just a couple. So B was our biggest number. Uh, if you said A, you were wrong. If you said D, you were wrong. If you said C, you were right. Oh, some of you thought, oh, it's B. No, C is right. 62% say that they, they pray. Is that, for some of you, you're like, really? I don't think they're hanging around with the teenagers. I know, it's cool. Okay, let's look at the next one. What percentage of Southern Baptist teenagers? Now, you know, some of you are like, Southern Baptist? I've never heard of what that is. That's what we are. Our, our, our churches, don't freak out. Um, so uh, Southern Baptist teenagers. Teenagers say that they pray at least one time a week. We got 50, 50, 50%, 62%, 75%, or 90%. Who thinks it's a 50%? Okay, so you're like, please don't be less than the American average. Who thinks it's B, 62%? Who thinks it's C, 75%? Who thinks it's D, 90%? All right, if you said D, you are correct. It was D, 90%. So they, they, at least there's some attempting to talk with God or to, to communicate with God. Now, this is just a survey that was done, so it's not always exactly right, but it had a, it's, it's, uh, the, the sample that it, it picked was quite large. So it's, it's, it's pretty good results. Now, let's look at this last one. At public school, what percentage of evangelical, that's that's. Cr- Christians who think it's important to share your faith, they evangelize, okay? So evangelical teenagers go to a church like ours, um, say that they usually or always pray before lunch at public school. What percentage? We've got A, 40%, B, 17%, C, 62%, and D, 82%. Let's go with A. Who thinks it's 40%? All right. Who thinks it's B, 17%? Who thinks it's C, 62%? Who's going for glory and going 82%, baby? All right, thank you. We got one. All right, that's the answer is A, 40%. 40% of teenagers usually or always pray before lunch in public school. Now, that's not all teenagers, that's just those that um, are, are saved by Christ and they, they have a gospel saving tip testimony. Uh, If I were to ask you uh, on a scale of one to ten, 
for any believer in a church who goes to a church like ours, how important is prayer? Scale, scale of one to ten, one not important at all, ten vitally important. What do you think most people would say? Ten, ten right? I think we all agree. If I were to ask you, scale of one to ten, don't say this but out loud, but how is your prayer, prayer life, your, your own scale of one to ten, where would you put it? And I think most people would say, gosh, it's not where I really want it to be. I pray sometimes I do, but I've just not quite gotten there. Uh, have you ever had a prayer request that, that you've prayed to God and it, it, God showed up in some way that was cool, you didn't expect it? Okay, cool. I, I had something occur this, this week. And um, don't slouch in your chair, please. Don't, if you can sit up, that'll help you to stay awake. And then I want to throw my Bible at you uh, and wake you up. So <clears throat> I um, got a phone call th- th- this week uh, about four night- night- nights ago. And it was cool. It was one of my old youth. And he called me up and said, hey, man. And it was, it was, this was one of the sweetest ways to start a, uh, a call to me. He said, hey, I wanted to call you up because... You're like a dad to me, and this is a conversation I want to have with my dad. That's, that's pretty sweet, isn't it? Uh, and so I was like, cool, what's up? And we had just gone to lunch four days before this. He said, you know what, lunch, you asked me uh, in five years, where do I see my life? Where, where do I see myself? Uh, and, I, and, and his response had been, I think it's going to be in, in missions or the local church. But I really think it's probably going to end up being, I really lean toward the local church at this point. So we began to talk about how that would look and steps he would have to take to get there. Just a great lunch, a great time. He said, well, I'm calling you up because I've been praying about that conversation we had for two days. And um, it's what I told you was wrong. He said, I really feel like I'm called to missions. But I want to tell, tell, tell you a story about how I got here and, and what God did even tonight. That's why I've, I've called you. He said, I, I didn't think missions because my spouse was just like, eh, I don't think that's really for us. I might could do the, the church, but I don't think I want to go on the mission field. So that's why he said, that's why I said it. So, but God's been speak, speaking to my heart and I've been re- reading his word and I just can't get away from it. And he said, so I... Um, I prayed and asked God, God, show me. If this is what you, you want me to do, show me something so I know that you're really at, at work here and it's not just what I want. So he said, so we went to a, a, a service that next day. I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing some stuff at the end. My wife goes home, uh, but I'm still there at the church or where he was at. And he said, I get a call from wife and going, hey, can you come home? I'd really, I'd really like to talk to you. And he said, Sure. So he shot home, and his wife just said this, you know, I, through the service, something really spoke to me tonight, and I really feel like missions is where we're supposed to be. Don't you love it? Look at God, right? Right? I mean, it's just one of those things you go, oh, look, at, isn't it cool when, when, when God shows up? And then how many times do, do we not, not give him the opportunity to, to show up? Because we're trying to fix things ourselves, when the first thing we ought to do is go... I just need to pray. I just need to, to, to look to him to, 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 to get his help. Hey, Caden, I'm going to need that microphone that I left up there just, just a couple of minutes. So if you could bring that down to me, I'd appreciate it. Um, some cool facts about prayer. In 1 Peter 3.12, it says this. Uh, 
for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. So cool fact, God hears the prayers of the righteous. Is that good news to you? Is it good for you to know that God hears your prayer? If you are righteous, that is you are saved by, through faith in Christ alone and you, are, you, are, you are, are living in faith, God hears every word that you pray to him. That is good news. Also, James five sixteen says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I want my prayers to be powerful and effective. I want, I want my heart to be God's heart, and I want my prayers to be what God wants me to pray and for God's will to be done, whatever that means. And may, may I be in sync with him, and, and, and even my prayers speak about that. Have, have you ever had a time when you wanted to pray, but you didn't, you didn't know what to say? I mean, it's just, it, sometimes there's hurt that's so deep down or there's confusion that is so, so huge. You just don't know what to do. And this is what it says in Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit here, helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. When we don't have words to pray, the Spirit speaks to God on behalf of us. When we're just going, God, I just don't know what to do. And we're broken. The Spirit is speaking on Is that good good news for you? This is this, yes. And it helps when you've got mass one, big nods help me out a lot. This means I'm mad and you just need to hush. But don't do that or I'll 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 cry. All right, we're about to read and um I've got the some of the Watsons that are gonna read for me. Is that right still? Brinkley and Cameron. Cameron, you 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 can stay right there. Br- Brinkley, you you come come up here. We're going to be in Matthew six. Is it okay if she stands here? You think? Okay, and then you'll 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 pass the mic to him okay. when you're done. So we're going to be in Matthew six. We're going to read verses five through nine, and then uh, uh, five through eight, and then ten or nine through fifteen is what you're going to take. So if you'll stand in honor of God's word, this is our main text. We're pay attention to this text, and Brinkley and Cameron are going to read for us. For other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees it in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Okay, now it's going to be verse 9. Thanks, Brinkley. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into the temptation Deliver us from evil. 
For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Awesome. Let's let's pray one more time. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight, the chance to um, open your word, to talk about prayer, uh, something we take for, for granted so many times. But Lord, may we be faithful in our prayers. And Lord, may we pray in the right way uh, and may it give you honor and glory for it's in Jesus name we pray right now amen all right have a seat uh, now I I read some lyrics to a song to y'all a few a few weeks back on and how not to pray right like your 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 enemy you you pray um, their brakes go out going down a hill a flower pot falls off the windowsill and hits you in the head like I'd like to right I pray that all your dreams never come true. So, so that's clearly not the way to pray. And all of a sudden, G- Jesus starts this with how not to pray. And this is what's amazing to me when I read this text. Humanity can mess anything up. Hey, let's take this prayer as talking with God. Hey, just being in relationship and talking with God. Just, just asking him to move and and. And we can twist that into our own glory. We can twist that to make ourselves look better and more holy. We can twist that for our own gain and not his gain. And you're like, is there anything sacred at all that we can't mess up? And the truth is, there's not. That's why Jesus Jesus says, um, don't pray this way. And this is, 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 is what he says. Don't pray in a way that draws attention to yourself. So some of you might, might read this text and go, well, well, we're not allowed to, to pray out loud then because that's wrong because it draws attention to yourself. Now, these are, 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 are people that would walk around the town and pray very loudly and go, dear God, I thank you that I am not lowly and uh, uh, ugly like Ben, my brother Ben. God, thank you. You have blessed me. And, and they're, they're praying in ways that are, are not right prayers. Sorry, Ben, that wasn't true. That wasn't. Uh, uh, but they're praying in ways that, that, that lift themselves up and they boast about themselves and they are, are putting everybody else down. And he says, don't, don't pray that way. Don't, don't, don't pray in a way. I, I talk to youth a lot that when you, you, you talk about praying, they go, ooh, I just, I, just, um, I just don't like praying out loud because I just don't pray that well. And I just go, I don't talk that well. Should I shut up? Is that what you're, you're saying to me, right? It's not, it's not how eloquent and be, 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 beautiful your prayer sounds. It's, it's just the most be, beautiful prayers I've heard are this, a, a, a timid youth that is just praying, God, thank you that you saved me. Thank you that you love me. Help me to follow you. Amen. That, that can be the most beautiful thing in the world, much more than someone who just, just goes on and on. And he talks about that, right? I'm like, Jesus, thank you for saying something. Because sometimes I've been in a room and I've been in the, a Baptist church for 26 years. And sometimes there's just this one guy that he hasn't, I don't think, prayed in 18 months, and he's getting it all in when we're doing a group prayer time, and he's praying for like 47 minutes by himself. And, and what's interesting, the text isn't really talking specifically about that guy, because the text, for those Gentiles of the day, they would pray to their little G-gods, who were really no gods at all, these things that they would, 
worship the sun, the sky, the moon. They, they would pray to these gods, and the longer they prayed, the more ho- ho- holy they appeared to be. So they would just go on and on and just, just da, 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 da. And he says, your, your prayers don't, don't have to go da, 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 da. And he says this one point, don't you know that God are, already knows what you're going to pray? Now, that, now, some of you will say, well, if God knows what I'm going to pray, why pray at all? Because the word of God says pray. And Jesus here says when you pray. That's not if you pray, it's when you pray. It says, uh, uh, Paul writes, pray without ceasing. So prayer is an important thing we're supposed to do. We do it, uh, not that God needs our prayer, but man, we need our God. That's really what, what this, this prayer thing is about. So, how should we pray? Look in verse 9. Who has heard of the Lord's Prayer before? Yeah? Yeah, some of you probably know this by heart. You, I, was, um, I was raised in Catholic school, uh, first through eighth grade, altar boy. Uh, so these, I, I flash back when I, when, when I read some of these texts because I, I, would, I would have to say these and, and do these quite a bit. But look, look what it says here in verse 9. G- Jesus says, pray then like this. He starts it off. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Point one in your prayer. Recognize that God is both personal and holy. Father is someone, is an endearing term. We should be, God is in personal relationship with us. That's what's amazing about our God. He's not just a God that goes, I made the world, you are my peons. He says, I made the world, I gave my son to die so you you can be in right relationship with me. And I adopt you as sons and daughters with full rights thereof. That's what God does. And he's a personal God. So don't not miss, he's personal, but he's also holy. And sometimes we can get too um, comfortable with, with God and we forget how holy and mighty and the creator that he is. When I started full-time in youth ministry just a few years ago, um, I was 23 years old and some of my students in the youth group were 17 and 18. So I was about four or five years older than my youth group, the oldest in my, my group. So the church at the time said, We've got to do something about this. We've got to do something to differentiate uh, so that they know that you, you are in authority, that you're not just their friend, but you're in charge. And when you go on trips, they've got to know that you're in charge. So they said, it was a rule at my church, no youth could call me Dan. They had to call me Pastor Dan or Brother Dan. You're like, holy cow, what type of church is this? It's one that's sort of like this one in a lot of ways, way back in the day. And um, so, so, so bro- Brother Dan was the, the sort of the term that won out. And so I was called this for 14 years at my church by everybody, by parents, old people, whatever, youth, Brother Dan. Now it evolved to Bro Dan and then it evolved to Brody, like just one word, B-R-O-D-Y, Brody. And so uh, I've got youth that are 40 years old now that still when they see me or they introduce me to their friends, they go, hey, this is Brother Dan, my youth pastor. And I'm like, you're 40. Don't call me your youth pastor, you freak. All right? But, but they did it as, as a term of, um, it was for authority and respect at the time, but came an endearing term that the, the, those youth had 
for me. Now, when I came here, the youth group was a lot different. The church was a lot different than my last church. Now, I was older when I came here. I was like 37 uh, when I came. And so their last youth guy, who I just had lunch with like two two days ago, uh, his name uh, was, was Nate. Uh, and they called him Nate Dog. So I came from a church where you had to call me bro- Brother Dan. Their last guy was called Nate Dog. Okay? And so when, they, when I came in, they're like, hey, Dan. And I was fine, fine with that, you know. Uh, and then they're like, yo, Dan the man. We're going to call you Dan. I was like, you're not going to call me Dan the man. I'm not 12, you know. And so I had to sort of squash, squash that up. But what? So it was a little weird just to be called Dan all of a sudden. But it was fine. I was old enough. I would... I would earn their respect in different ways, which I did. Um, <clears throat> but a funny side note is my wife, when she, from the day one when she came in, she was called Miss Michelle. And the, she's always been called Miss Michelle. I'm like, how did she get a title? And I just got Dan. Now, it's evolved some since then. In this group, I'm called uh, Dan much less than I was before. I'm really called Pastor Dan or, or Mr. Dan or P.D., uh, right? And I'm, I, and listen, someone go, PD, is that insulting? No, I love it. I think PD is a great, it's, it's fine if you call me that. It's, it's an endearing uh, to me, right? You, you mean it that way, right? You better, you better. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, but it's, um, I'll tell you this, it's extremely weird when a 10 uh, year old walks up to me and goes, hey, Hey Dan, uh, lights lights were a little bit bright in the church the church 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 night. At that point, I want to go. I got to fight every urge. Why? Because a little bit it's a little bit disrespectful, right? You, and for all of you, if there's any adult in authority, and I'm not like authority like busting your chops, but God has placed me in authority here to lead this this youth group to guide you, to look after you, to protect you, to fight for you you got to sort of be a little bit respectful to folks, right? It's crazy to me. Do you know, and you might be this, this um, who I'm about to, to, I'm not saying a name or think of someone in specific, but I've seen it where someone calls their, their um, biological mom who has been there, they've lived with their whole life, uh, uh, Pam. Hey, Pam, Pam, Pamela, uh, can I have some uh, eggs and, and bacon for a breakfast. Most time they go, hey, Pamela, make me some bacon and eggs, right? And have you seen like kids that call their parents their first name? Which is, it's weird. Some of you may do it. It's weird. I mean, it's just weird. Not that you're weird, but you are. Um, it, we, we ought to show respect to elders, right? We ought to show it to parents, especially to, to leaders. We you know, be aware, aware of that. Even as we go to pray to God, Sometimes I think sometimes we just be lax in our, yo, yo, God, like, what's up? Man, I talk to God like he's my homie, you know? And you're like, oh, gosh, he's the creator of the world. He is holy and perfect without fault. Be careful how you, you treat the name of God. There was a thing probably 12 year, years ago or more, uh, and it got on shirts a lot and got on hats, and it was this, this symbol right here. Uh, Jesus is my homeboy. <laughs> And I heard that around youth, youth groups. They're like, yo, Jesus is my homeboy. I'm like, he's not your homeboy. He's your savior. You're like a peon in this whole scheme of things. And the fact that he was, grace would even fall to you is more grace than, it's just, ah, right? 
Be careful with how you, we treat the name of God. It's holy. Okay, good, you took it off. I was like, oh, take that off, please. And he's looking at me like this. Like, hey. I'm not real good with that. All right. So in our prayer, our conversation with God, man, let it be personal, but also let it be reverent, respectful with honor. God deserves all of our honor and praise. Look at verse 10. Are you with me still? All right, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Point two. Step one is treat God's name personal with honor. Step two, acknowledge that God's in charge. I've got news for you. You think you've got your life going and you're in control of all these things and you're not in control of anything. God is in control of everything. And the quicker that you learn that, the better off you're going to be. Uh, I've got a daughter. I will not say who it is, uh, but her name starts with May and ends with Lee. Sorry, sweetheart. Um, and when she was, uh, she was little, uh, and I, I say like three or four, she walked around our ha- household like she ruled the world and that um, she was in making all the decisions for the household and we, we, she knew be- better than, than us and we needed to bow down to her. That was sort of, that was it. Sweetheart, you were great. Um, and she walked around like she ruled the place and so I'd have to pull her aside and this happened uh, countless times and finally at the age of 10, she started to get it. Uh, no, uh, she hasn't got it yet. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, I pull her aside, I'll go, Maylee, and she, she, she looked at me, hands and hips. She's like three and a half. Like, yes, peasant. <laughs> and I would say, Maylee, who's in charge? And she'd look at me. She'd go, you. Teeth gritted, you. And I said, who else? She'd go, mom. I said, that's right. Don't you forget it. And then she'd forget. (laughs) And we do the exact same thing, right? We're living life right now. Some of us are living life right now. It's all about us, all about what we want to do. We're in control. And there's points where God says, hey, 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 I'm still here. I'm here. I've, I've, I've got this. It's okay. I'm in control. Things may be wrecking around you. I'm, I'm in control. I've got this. And sometimes I think we, we just need God to say, hey, 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 get right in front of us and go, who's in charge? And we're going to go, oh, that's right. And can I tell you, life is so much better when I know God's in charge. When life gets bumpy and it gets bumpy, it, it just does. Knowing that God is in charge makes those bumps so much easier to handle. So when you, you see that your kingdom come, God's, God's kingdom, your will be done, God's will on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, and I want God in control of earth in everything. Just in everything. And whatever it takes of my life and your, your life for us to help make that occur in this world that we live in, that's our goal. Let the world know. So let's go into verse 11. Oh, wait, let's, let's stop for, for a second. Do you understand when I, when I say your will be done, uh, it affects all aspects of your life, who you're friends with, who, who you're, you may date, 
Um, it's, it's not my will be done. It's, it's your God, God's will be done. Are you after God's will? Or are you still living in your will? Can we go to social media, media for a second? A lot, a lot of you have TikToks. And can I tell you this? A lot of you have TikToks where you, and it, it, it can be fun and all that stuff, but all of a sudden you're doing TikToks of songs that have bomb words that are going all over it. And it's just no big deal. What point is it, do you, I have to remind you, it's not your will, it's God's, God's will. And, and the, the, the truth is, is it God, God's will for you to be a part of that? Is it God's will for you to have that representing you to whoever in the world sees that? Because there's some things, and I don't have tick, TikTok, but I, I, I get shown some things. And it's, it's a little bit sad. Whose will is it? Are, are you living for your will or God's will? You've got to start to live for God's will. All right, I'm off that soapbox for a couple minutes. All right, so verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debt debtors. Step three in our prayer. God, give me what I need, both physically and spiritually, Right? Give us this day our da- da- daily bread. Give me, give me food to eat. Give me a way to get to work. Give me a house to be dry in and a place to sleep. But also, for, forgive us our debts. God, give me the forgiveness that I need from you. It feels like every minute of every day because I never get this right. And then it says, also, as we have forgiven our debt- debtors, um, you know, we struggle with the difference between a want and a need, right? Our world, America especially, man, I need that truck. Man, I need that house. Man, I need that whatever. And is it really a need or is it a want? Um, a couple of days ago, I was in the kitchen and Kylie walked in. My li- little one. I won't say her name, I just did. Uh, and she had a fundraiser form from her school. Those are just the best things ever. And if you sell like 50 gift wrapping paper things, you get like a pack of gum with one stick in it, right? And if you sell 2 million of them, you get a box of gum with four sticks in it. It's just, it's... Uh, it, it's crazy what you've got to sell in order to get any sort of prize. So she's got this, this big page that lays out, and it's got these prizes that are huge. And she's, she's going, I want that, and I need that, and I'm going to get that. I'm going, you're smoking crack, and you're only seven. And so she goes, I get, and, and I said, why in the world do you need that? And she's pointing at a drone with a, cam, a, cam, a camera on it. She goes, so I can spy on Bailey. I went, What? She goes, I'm going to use that drone to spy on Bailey. I'm like, you ain't getting a drone spying on Bailey. So um, we think we know what we need. We don't know what we need. How often do we, are you willing, are you willing to go to God and go, God, help me pursue what you think I need and not the things that I want. Dangerous prayer to pray. It can mess you up, but it can make you Strong, it can give you strength you never knew that you had. <clears throat> do, do you believe God's big enough to give you everything you need? 
I believe he's big enough to give you everything you need. I'm positive, I'm confident of that, but it might not be to make you happy, but it will be to make you holy. God's after making us holy, more like Christ, not about us being happy. That's all we see most of the time. Verse 13, it says this, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Getting near the end of this. Uh, the fourth thing is this. Seek God's guidance and prote- prote- protection. It says, lead us not into temptation. Now, James 1 states, I want you to know that God does not tempt. So don't think God is, is tempting you. But, but God, lead us. make sure where we lead is not around the temptation that's there. Wherever you go in this world, however safe it is, however homeschool locked in, you're not seeing any bad stuff's going to get in our house, temptation is going to be there. Whether it's through the TV, whether it's online, whether it's the the neighbor across the street, whether it's going out to eat someplace, it's everywhere we go. So God, lead lead me, help, help me not go towards temptation. And he says, but deliver us. From evil, what 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 do we want? We and when when I th- think of this, what what are temptations in your life that you need to avoid, stay away from? We all have them. We all have temptations, whether it's lust, whether it's honesty, whether it's go- gossip, whether it's anger, whether it's jealousy, whether we covet. We all have it. God, man, lead, lead me, help me to be strong enough to stay away from those things. Uh, our prayer also needs to go, God, there are people throughout your life that will come in your life that will be a stumbling block for your walk with Christ. And you either need to pray that God will change them or you need to get away from them. It's going to happen for, for the rest of your life. I don't, I'm not saying that you disband and like, oh, I'm going to close the door to everybody. But you, you sometimes need to ask yourself, do they help my walk or do they hurt my walk? And God, you know, tr- trials are going to come your way. God, give me strength for when the, the trial comes. That's the prayer we need to pray. And then he says this in verse 14. And this is a, a, a truth we've talked quite a few times in here, even though the past six months. It says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, which means sins, if you forgive others, others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other their tra- trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. How can we even be in right relationship with God? How can we even talk with God? This thing is prayer is just talking with God. That's what prayer is. How can we even talk with God when we won't forgive our, bro- our, our brother or sister? Oh, pa- Pastor, you don't know what they've done to me. I don't care what they've done to you. Give for forgiveness like it was poured out on you in heaps that you can't even contain how much has been given you. That's how we give it out. There's a quote by a, a theologian named T.H. Robinson. He wrote in 1928. This is what it, so 92 years ago. The spirit open to receive love is of necessity. This necessity open to bestow love. The Spirit, those that have received Christ's love, we have no choice. No choice but to bestow it, give it away. If we've received it, if we really have received it, you will give it away. That's such a great truth and 
concept to end our uh, our our um, our message for tonight. I've got one more quote, and it's by the great theologian Stanley Kirk Burrell. And this is what he wrote. He said, "I said we pray. Ah, yeah, pray. We need to pray just to make it today. That's word we pray." He's also known as MC Hammer. We just got to pray, folks. Let our life be a prayer that we honor God because he is worthy of our place. Let's come to him with love and respect. Let's, let's say, God, you're in control. I'm not in control. Help me to fight for your will, not my own. We've got to do these things. Help us to seek God for, for guidance. Help us for, forgive and that's what we can do. Let's close in prayer tonight. Dear God, we thank you so much for a chance just to talk about prayer. And God, uh, we uh, help, help us just take the time to talk to you. Help us to be aware of, of sin uh, and things in our life that gets in between us and you. And Lord, may we walk away from that stuff. Uh, may we, we run away from that stuff and may we run to you. God, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, for how, because of his sacrifice for us um, and him taking the payment of our sin, the wrath of our sin, he took it on and gave us righteousness. God, we thank you so much for the, the gospel that uh, saved us and changed us. Uh, so, Lord, may we pray in the right way and may it honor you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.